Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Recently, I went on a Bucks weekend. Ooh. And, and on that Bucks weekend, a, a dear friend of mine who's he's recently got engaged, so congratulations once more to him who listens. He said early on in their relationship, they had to mutually agree to stop putting their fingers in each other's mouths when they yawn. <laughs> so my, my question to you, Liz, is in a relationship, have you ever, like early on, had to sit down and mutually agree to not annoy each other in one way? No, it's not so much a not annoy each other, yeah, but there have been yeah. some weird idiosyncratic couple stuff that we'd done that we'd accidentally do in front of someone else and they'd be like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> right. So yeah, just just weird, like a, like a weird way that you'd touch someone's face that's like a, that's like a, uh, how do I explain this verbally? I, I used to, I had this thing with my ex once where every now and then if the person's being an idiot, we'd just kind of run our hands over the person's face and just be like, blah, 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 blah. like, <laughs> like just, just, just it's kind of like a shush you, but like a, not shush you and then he did that to me at a dinner party once oh. and everybody just cracked up because they were like oh, what was that so- <laughs> sorry um but I now totally want to st- actually no I can't in times of COVID but if it wasn't COVID times I would totally start putting my fingers in people's mouths when they yawn like a pop. But they had to mutually, they had to start say, all right, you stop doing it to me and I'll and stop, I'll doing, stop it doing it to you. And I'll stop doing it to you. Truce. Yes, truce. to call the truce. <laughs> Have you had any weird... I remember, I recall one uh, and with an ex-girlfriend where uh, we would annoy each other with our feet in different ways. Oh, yes. I would like, I just to be gross and annoying and childish, I would like put mine on her as we're, we're sitting next to each other on the couch. Not yeah. on her face or anything, but yeah. just to gross her out. And then... she, so she didn't like feet. Uh, who likes? I don't know. Not many I mean, people want that. Don't yuck somebody else's yum. That's Plenty true. But I got like size me. twelve feet, and no one wants size twelve feet up the up the leg. <laughs> it's true. And uh, she wouldn't. Uh, and she would never wear socks in uh, at night, so her feet would get freezing cold. Ah, yes. And I've got a. Nu- I radiate heat like a nuclear uh, nuclear sort of thing, and so she would put her feet. Uh, on or under my legs or to seek warmth yes, in the middle yes. of the night. So we had to uh, eventually say, all right, the thing you do, the thing we do with each other, the, the feet, feet thing, the, we need to stop the feet you thing. You put socks on and you behave yourself. Yeah, that's the kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I, I frequently like had get, have been told by exes to not touch them with my feet in bed. I run hot, but my feet are always icicles and my hands are always icicles. So yes. That's right, but ladies yes. and gentlemen. Sometimes you have to hold these peace summits, these peace talks yes. uh, with, with your partner and, a, and, a, and reach an agreement. That's right. Hello, <laughs> everybody. It. I'm Tom Harris, and sitting across from me is, is Elizabeth Best. Hello. This is Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. This is a main episode, which means we have a guest. Yes, that's right. Our, our rambling will stop now, and we can introduce our, our guest Our rambling finally. will not stop now. It <laughs> no. will never stop. We have a podcast for an outlet for the rambling. Oh, okay, our guest this week is a returning guest. Yes. And he's come to tell us a few interesting little stories because our guest is Scott Driscoll. 
Hello. And you may remember Scott from an episode that we did a little bit earlier on in the series called uh, Scott, Amy and the Polycule mm. um, because Scott and his wife Amy are in a polyamorous do you, yes. is it polyamorous? Yes. I always some people have different terms and whatnot to describe it, but Yes, and consensual non-monogamy was another one. How, how about it? we get the, the, the big four out of the way? Yes, yes, yes so, please. Um, open relationship. Yes. Polyamorous. Yes. Ethical non-monogamy. Yes, that's right. And relationship anarchy. Right, yes. I like all four of those things, especially relationship anarchy. Um, so what I kind of wanted to bring Scott back on, because he's got a lot of stories about what it's like to be, I guess, the... The married boyfriend, the boyfriend. Well, this this is a little bit. This is before I met Amy, or right. around the time I met Amy, leading mm. up to that. Right, great. Um, so where I believe, without direct verbal confirmation, that I was someone's backup boyfriend, I was their hedged bet. Great, right, great. Okay. Uh, and to the event that uh, a few dates that I went on with various people were then stymied by this particular person. Oh, see. sabotage. All right. So, um, you know the rules. Yes. You've got extensive lists of name changes in front of you, and I'm very impressed. Done your I homework. Don't yep, very dramatis personae. So that we don't, you know, out anybody or dox anybody. Mm. There's the no dickheads rule. So, guys, if you're at home and you figure out who Scott's talking about, don't be a dickhead about it. Nobody wants you at our party, if that's the type of thing that you're going to do. Yes, and um, we ask all of our guests, each and every one of them, to uh, refrain from any threats on the, micro- on the on microphone. microphone. Yes. <laughs> it's not just <laughs> you, Scott. It's, not just, it's not, not just you, my friend. It's everybody. I understand. Right? Yes. Even Excellent. me, when I was a guest, I had to be told. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> frequently. <laughs> Look, what's good for the goose is good for the game. That's right. Uh, that's right. Excellent. Right. So a, a collection of stories or is it one overarching? Uh, okay, so we'll, let's let's call it uh, a range of episodes with Ooh. a meta plot. Great. Oh my All God. right, so, so yes. situate us at the beginning of said Ooh. meta plot. Yes, take okay, us away. Okay, so let's, let's take you back. Let's take you back to the early to mid-1990s. We're talking regional northern New South Wales. Oh. <laughs> so now anybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge nerd. Yes. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, movies, I mean, TV. I feel like even people that don't know you and just see you yeah, yeah, walking <laughs> figure in the street, out that you're a huge nerd. Definitely, 100%. Um, uh, movies, TV, uh, action figures, cosplay. All that, like, If there's a nerd thing going, I'm generally in on it. Um, so northern New South Wales, in the mid-90s, small town, very few nerds. Not many comic N- cons roll into town no. No. Yeah, in that no. part of the world in that time of, of human history. Yeah, the, the only convention that I ever went to during that time period is one called Conquest, which still exists today. It's been going for 40 years. It's a sort of a smaller convention. It's not yep. like your supernovas and that sort of thing. Um, so we'll have to travel up to Brisbane for that. That'll become important later. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, so uh, we're in the mid-90s. I've, um, I've been working for a bit at the Southern Cross University. Right. I've been working for my family. Uh, I would generally, on the weekends, go into Lismore, uh, where my, most of my friends were, where there was a slightly larger contingent of nerdy people, where we'd all found ourselves at the local card-slash-comic-book-slash-costume store. Right. Uh, and we would play Dungeons and Dragons, we'd watch movies, we'd go to the cinema, uh, we'd do LAN parties, which yep. is something I don't think the kids of today really no, do. You, yeah, no need for it. Yeah, you drag your no. whole PC and yes. the monitor and all to someone else's house. <laughs> oh, sweet summer children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was always fun. Um, so I met up with a group of people. Um, so I will, I will give you the dramatis persona of the starting group. So we have Queenie. 
okay. Queenie, who I this was this is the person that I believe without verbal confirmation was her backup boyfriend. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So we have Arnie, who at the start when I first met them was dating Queenie. Okay. Okay, they were living together. Um, Deanne came in later. Mm. We had um, Primo, who was <laughs> later the primary boyfriend, and we have uh, Virgil. Primo um, Virgil. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> I've, I've, I've put a little bit of thought yes, into Yes, I'm enjoying the, the world that you're it's creating fun, so yes. far, yes. yes. So, you know, I'd go to their place on the weekend and we'd play Dungeons and & Dragons and we'd have a barbecue on the afternoon and that sort of thing. And being generally happy types, we would attract other people. People in the street would come over for barbecues and that sort of thing. So that's where I met Queenie and Primo's neighbour. Okay. okay. Oh, crap. We need we, to go back need, and... No, no, just block... Just, just beep. Yeah. We'll just bleep that. Just bleep that. Sorry, I, I misspoke. Martha. Martha. <laughs> Martha. Look, there's so many characters in your story. I'm looking over at your notes that... Uh, look, we can forgive you and bleep out one. Yeah, just one's good. For yeah, sure. That, that'll, that'll reinforce it in my brain. Um, so we, we hung out a bit about these barbecues and that sort of thing. There was a little bit of a spark there, so that's fine. I never really thought anything of it. Sure. Uh, and at about that same time... Uh, Queenie and Arnie were starting to have a little bit of trouble in their relationship and they broke up one New Year's Eve. Mm, awkward breakup time. Yes, mm. isn't it? So, yes, yeah, very, very awkward. I, I, we'd had a land party. I'd woken up that next morning. They had two houses on the property and uh, Queenie and Arnie lived in one part of the property and we were staying in the other part and she came out of a bedroom in the other part of the property where we were. And I thought that was a bit odd at the time, didn't really think about much of it. And then about a fortnight later, they made the official announcement that they were now no longer a thing. Right. During this time, uh, I'd caught the eye of Deanne, who was another one of the nerdy friends, and we went on a date. So we went on a date. It was lovely. We had dinner. We got pizza. We had went to Blockbuster and got videos, and it was, it was all nice. You know, we sat in the house and watched videos and Very nice, sat yeah. close to one another and all that sort of thing. Yeah. things you do. Very yes, cute. It was yes. lovely. Now... The Sunday following that Friday night date, we had a Warhammer tournament at the comic book slash card slash costume shop. And if Lidmore. people didn't realise he was a nerd by now, it's surely been slammed home yeah, yeah. by this point. Yes. Um, so sitting there, we play the thing, and I go, "Oh, I'm going to go and meet. Um, I'm going to go meet Deanne later on. That's really, really good." And then I get a phone call at the store because this was pre-mobile phones, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and it's her cancelling our date. Gee. After like a couple of weeks of nice, yeah, little, you know, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were emailing backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, her cancelling our date, so I thought, oh, that's a bit odd. Um, being socially awkward, I didn't really ask too much on the phone, but I said, can I come over and see you at some stage so we can, you know, work out something? And she was grudgingly accepted. Uh, and when I did eventually come over, I wasn't allowed in the house. We just sat on the front deck. Um, I was probably visibly upset because didn't understand anything. Well, yeah, like it, you get called on a landline, that's enough to confuse anybody. <laughs> yeah. But after that, you've been essentially cancelled on. Yeah, yeah. Was this officially a dumping or was it like a we're not going on this date or we shouldn't no, see no, each other no, anymore? No, it was, it, was, it was a dumping. Mm, right. Gee. Yeah, yeah, okay. this, was, this is all over. So I find out later via various machinations that uh, Queenie has got in contact with Deanne and said, oh, you, sh- you, shouldn't, you shouldn't date him. Ah. That's it's, he's not a good match for you. Um, he's you know he's not awesome or whatever. I don't know exactly what she said. I wasn't right. party to the phone call. Yes. Um, so she took that on board and 
acted on it, obviously. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I'd act straight away. I, like, I'd, I'd have a couple more dates to reassess. Yeah. <laughs> unless she said something heinous. I, I don't know what she said. Or mm. unless she said, unless she literally said, I want him, you're breaking the girl code. And that instantly is cause for dismissal, breaking well, the girl code. Yes. Well, the thing that was happening in the background that I wasn't aware of was because Queenie and Arnie were now no longer dating and she wanted one of our other friends, Primo, Mm-hmm. She was pushing Arnie onto Deanne. Right. Gotcha. So she's trying to pair up everybody so convenient. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay, so we're, we're all up, caught up yes. on that one? Yes, good, yes. Yep. Okay, so during this time, um, I'd also been talking to just as friends across the fence and all that sort of thing. And You just said her name again. Oh, God. Dang it. <laughs> we need to bleep that again. So much work. Sorry. Oh How many times have you said that? Because Twice. actually, I don't think I've heard you say Martha yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, at all. I didn't say it once. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. We're going to have to go through extensively for that particular name and bleepity bleep bleep. I, Producer? Look, I promise you I won't do it again. Okay. <laughs> I promise you I won't do it again. Martha. This Because this, yeah, this was the first, the first of the, 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 the rest of the life thing. So I think that might – this was the longest of them. Yes, okay. I'd, I'd been kind of attached to the longest. Okay. All right, so that's probably why it's in my head. Martha, Martha, Martha. I should remember it because Superman versus yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, you'd Martha, think so. Why did you say that name? <laughs> why didn't you? Yeah, yeah that's why, right. why didn't, didn't you I say, say that, that name? name? Okay, so, uh, so I'd been talking to Martha on and off and I just about screwed my courage to the sticking point and was going to ask her out. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it to Queenie. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. Um, Inna, you're my friend. Yes. Do you think Martha yeah. and I would be a good match? Yes. I'm thinking of asking her Cause, out. Because Martha's their neighbour, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, directly, direct next door neighbour. Yes. And Queenie says, oh, sure. Then the next week, Martha is on a date with Queenie's cousin. Uh-huh. Interesting, interesting, interesting. A little bit of a puppet master, well, this queenie. Well, well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah so dance, she, monkeys, dance. <laughs> so she's on a date with the cousin. That went on for quite a while. Uh, I didn't really think that much of it, and it was at about that time a neighbour across the road caught my eye, uh, a nice, I'm going to say hippie girl, because I honestly cannot remember her first name. Okay. Great. Great. Um, this, this works fantastic. well for us. Yeah. I've, I've <laughs> called her Rose simply because the one date that we went on was to go and see Titanic. Oh, nice. Oh, there you go. Nice. So, yes, I've called her Rose. Um, so, Rose and I go on a single date. It's another thing where we're at barbecues, we're hanging out a little bit. I get back to the house one weekend to play Dungeons and & Dragons and maybe see Rose and, and all that sort of thing, and she's gone. She's moved back to Toowoomba. Without Without telling even a you. word. <laughs> Gee whiz. Is this Queenie in the Mafia? Is yeah, she like... that's right. Has she got like connections in high places to ship people Queenie's, off? Queenie's not a, a fake name, it's Queen a title. Ben. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, now, all through this, she's now dating Primo. Right. Another friend of ours. Did you, Sorry, did you ever hear from Rose again or was nope. that just donezo? No, done. Cool. One and done. Cool, because no social media, no texting, no nothing. You can't just no. look someone up and be and like, "What the hell?" The, you had to see the Titanic all, and not three even, hours and seventeen minutes, and on. not even get it. Like, and then she disappears. <laughs> That's so unfair. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my condolences. Uh, it's all good. Look, it turns out that it was really good because now we do Titanic the movie, the play. Yes, yeah. I know it pretty well. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, hippie girl Rose, Titanic date, right? 
Okay, so yeah, she just disappeared. No further contact. Um, okay, so it's at about that time Deanne and Arnie move in together. Okay. And to one-up that information, Queenie and Primo announce their engagement. Right. Fun. So everybody's pairing off except poor old Scott. Oh, uh, no, don't forget, there is another person in here. that the, His name was Virgil. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yes. I did Virgil forget Virgil. Virgil will yet make an appearance. <laughs> so just as a, an aside or a side branch or an uned pilot, backdoor pilot, whatever you want to call it in the TV <laughs> world, uh, Virgil and Deanne went on one date. Right. Pri- prior to... De, uh, yes. Then prior to Deanne getting back with or getting getting with getting together Arnie. with Arnie. Yes. Now you've read his story on the podcast. He's the guy that bought the suit and the watch and the flowers and the chocolates for <gasps> a coffee date. Yes, I remember that. There you go. That was in one of our minisodes, yes. I believe. Yes. So I'll figure out which number and chuck it in the show notes. Okay. So that's so that's for the people that's that are completists. A lot. Yeah, right. A lot. It's it's a lot for a date. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So my date with Deanne came after that. Mm-hmm. Okay, where am I up to? Right. Uh, it's quite okay. convoluted. Mm. <laughs> so now it's at about this time I discover the Klingon Assault Group. Yes, naturally. They are a Star Trek social club that exists throughout the world and Brisbane had a chapter. And I found out about them when I came up to Brisbane for a convention. Yeah, I'm glad that this is a nerd thing and not an actual assault group. Because yeah. I'm like, the what now? Klingon, well, Klingon assault group. Yeah, yeah. you could cling on to someone and assault them. <laughs> it's cool. It's, it's sexy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Head ridges. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Smashing crockery. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, um, sort of thing. yeah, I believe you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for those people that are uninitiated in the Star Trek world, the way that the Klingon Assault Group came about in Queensland is that there was a normal Star Trek club and most of the people in that club, basically all they did was get together once in a month at a PCYC and watch an episode and uh, eat food out of the, the um, vending machine. So it was quite not – there was no sort of activities or anything. Inf- informal, yeah. yeah. And so there were a number of people in the club that wanted to do activities, things like doing costumes and learning how to fight and all that sort of thing. So they – and do prosthetic makeup. So they joined the Klingon Assault Group so they could do all this active stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just sitting down watching a TV episode on a screen. Yeah. So they, that was the sort of like a social arm of that club. So I found out about, about them from coming up to a small convention in Brisbane. Now, in this club, there were two – ladies that I was kind of interested in, kind of about the same sort of level. Uh, we're going to call them the Dura sisters, because that's from, from Star Trek, and that's a Klingon thing, so it's Lursa sure, and Bator. Sure, sure it is. I have no idea about any of these things, so I'm just going to smile and nod. Okay, uh-huh. smile and nod. So cool. yeah, Lursa and Bator. But in real life, they're not actually sisters. No. No, 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 no they are not related. Fantastic. No. Um, and they were, they were quite, they were nice, and they were accommodating and friendly, and if I came up to Brisbane, I'd stay at one of their houses, because oh, spare rooms and all that sort of thing. So... We were getting quite friendly, separately, not as like a group of three or anything like that. And uh, we were coming up for a social weekend with, with the Klingon Assault Group. There was a couple of events on. I think we are going to go and see a Star Trek movie at the cinema as a group and all that sort of yep. thing. And so I'd been quite keen on Bator and we'd been chatting. And when we get up to Brisbane, uh, we're staying at someone's house. We go, oh, well, we're having a party later. We'll go out and get some alcohol. So I volunteer to go out and help with... Bator. Now, so we go out and get the alcohol, we come back. It isn't until later that I discover from someone else in the club that Queenie had got in contact with both Lursa and Bator separately because she wasn't quite sure who I was keen on uh-huh. and indicated that it wouldn't be a good choice 
to uh, to go out with me. My word. And when we went to get the alcohol, just in case Bator, who probably had, uh, what would you say, appetites, probably right. hadn't paid that much attention to what Queenie had said, mm-hmm. she wasn't sure that the message had stuck, so she came with us. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, good. So at this point... You're going, what the fuck, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I have... the unluckiest in love on the planet? Yeah. And I feel like half of me would be like, okay, she likes me. And the other half would be like, what the fuck did I do to you? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah, when are you finding out this information, this backdoor shenanigans that Queenie's doing? Months later. Months later. So you're at the, at the point, at you the just time, must be At the time, you're just like, right. oh, women are saying they're interested in me and then they and leave. Then, yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yep. That's shit. Wild, yeah. It's not great. However, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Good. So the Klingon Club is where I met Amy. Um, So it's at about this point that Queenie and Primo have fixed a date for the wedding. Yes. And they decide to to have the wedding, and it's coming up pretty soon. So Queenie goes into super bridezilla mode. So she's planning every element. See, this is the thing. When you're a puppet master in the entire world, a puppet master as a bride's got to be a special kind of hell, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that must be fun like, for all involved. wow, I would want to not be anywhere near that wedding Oof. or bridal party. No, thank yeah. you. Wow. Um, so she didn't come up to the next thing that we did, which was a camp out at um, Wyvernhoe Dam. So there's a Klingon camp out at Wyvernhoe Dam once every year, generally in the coldest part of the year. Mm-hmm. That's where I first noticed Amy. Mm. Yay! And we started to get together. Yay! Uh, so Queenie really didn't have an opportunity to wreck that. Yes. Also, she'd gotten primo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, but I still got the feeling that if they didn't work out, I was next on the list. Right. So, okay. No, I'll ask that question later. Continue. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. So I started to get together with Amy. That's all lovely. We we bond over various sci-fi novels and stuff that are really rare for I've even heard of anyone else hearing of. Mm. So that was that was kind of awesome. Uh, and I emceed their wedding. Interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, emceed their wedding. And it wasn't until after the wedding that I discovered a bunch of the stuff that I've revealed here today. Mm. Uh, so that's all good. Booze run. I think I've covered that page. Excellent. Uh, so at any point in this... Mm. Has Queenie ever shown affection or hit on you or indicated? Because I know that she seemed to jump quite quickly from relationship to relationship, but did she ever try and shoot her shot with you? Yes, once. And and how did that go down? Uh, Well, it was stopped by Primo. We were at Primo's house. Right. Um, And I think they were further down the track to romance than what... Queenie and I were right, so but I mean, she must have been far enough along to have been <laughs> sabotaging everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Uh, now they did eventually get married and they had a kid. Uh, they are now no longer together. Right. Okay. Have Just, you have you gotten a phone call? Yes, no. Right. Well, because I'm, I'm with Amy. Well, uh, amongst other people, um, this is the thing. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Mm. Like you could still be a boyfriend. Oh. I don't. Oh, I've, well, I've now run, that you know what you know. Yeah, yeah. I have run into her a couple of times at conventions up here. Sometimes she does come up with one of her friends, and they they do the like the supernovas and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, and you know, cordial enough. Yeah. But I n- didn't get any further romantic interest. So, did Amy ever hear from this girl person? 
Yeah. Uh, so, no, did Amy ever hear from Queenie? Well, I asked specifically asked Amy about it this morning for my notes. Yes. And I said, did Queenie ever in evince a desire for you to no longer be near me? Mm. Yeah. And she said, she may have, but I'm oblivious. I don't think I noticed. <laughs> okay. Yay, winner. Okay. So at the so when you're going through all this, your yep. your feelings are you're hurt and you're confused mm. and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Looking back, what are your what are your feelings and emotions on it now? On that that are you angry? Are you, are you what is what's the what's the sentiment? Or is it is it just well that's an odd thing in my life and I go forward. I, I look. I'd have to say confused and happy. Yes. Confused in that. If she'd just come to me and said something, maybe we could have mm. worked something out. Um, or obviously I featured so heavily in her life that she had to go out of a way to destroy one, two, three, four, five, five possible relationships. Oh, Jesus, that's when you put the maths together, that's bad. Yeah. Mm. Can you can you hit the dump them button just from a friendship perspective? Oh, of course hit we it, can. Hit it, hit it. Dump Yes. Because yeah, you can good. dump friends as well. That oh, is yeah. not a friend that you want around in your life when yeah. they're sabotaging you behind your back and smiling at your face. Yeah, and and happy obviously because I'm in a much better place now. Yeah, yes, great. Yes, you are. You found Amy. You found Amy, and she didn't get and Queenie didn't get to. Uh, yeah. didn't get to mess that up. Wow. Um, wow. So yeah, for for that thing, what you know, you see on the credits of those those comedies, like what happened to them afterwards. Yeah. So we've we've covered uh, Queenie and Primo. Yes. Uh, Arnie and Deanne. Are still together. Uh huh. Um, Virgil moved up to Brisbane briefly and then moved back. Uh, I believe he is still San's partner. Well, he needs to he needs to take the stakes down on the first date. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe yes. we could sort something out. Uh, the cuz has a different relationship and is super happy. Uh, owns a business. Uh, I don't know what's happened to uh, Lursa and Bator. Right, and and Martha. Uh, don't know what happened. No idea. No uh. idea. Ah, oh, we went to all that trouble of bleeping, and we don't know what happened to Martha. <laughs> well, look, look, she owned the house that she was living in. She had horses. Um, I, I'm sure she's still there enjoying her life. Yeah, I mean, Here's it's hoping. a pretty nice place. Yeah, regional New South Wales. Yeah, except for nerds. Well, yes. yeah, damn nerds are everywhere now. They're taking over the place. So, what do you think leads people? <laughs> Tom, to this kind of uh, dogged determination in ruining other people's relationships. I, I genuinely don't know. I, I, I can't answer. Like, I don't think I have an answer for. I've for never you. been in like I've been in positions where like I have had crushes and sometimes a lot stronger crush than mm. crushes on people that my friends have been dating, um, and. I have had the thought that, well, if they ever break up, I'd probably shoot my shot. But there's no way that I'd ever, <laughs> you know. But, yes, this character did it five, like five times or so. So yeah. that, that, that I would be worried that rumours would be spread about me being a... Yes, I mean, everyone thinks I'm a bitch anyway. But, like, <laughs> that that people would have evidence of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, think, I think five times definitely, it just definitely proves that so if she did it it's once, it's a pattern of behaviour. Yeah, and so if she did it once, it, you could chalk that up to just she was pissed at you at the time or angry at one, you know, one. Or, but five times shows do like 
Maybe she just thought you were a really shit boyfriend Maybe that. and didn't Maybe. want anyone but to we date. Had, we hadn't dated. Like she had no base. She had, mm. she had no base for comparison. Had you ever had? Okay, let's try and nut this out. Had you ever dated anyone that she knows and it hasn't no. gone well? Nope. Like I. Ah, it just seems so illogical, and what? Maybe she's just a massive control freak in every facet of her life. Yeah, maybe. Actually, no. That that does track. Yeah, that yeah, does track. Okay. Interesting. Oh goodness. So, so what did you learn from the whole yes, thing? Yes. What does one learn from this whole this saga? <laughs> oh. Sometimes it's not just bad luck. Yeah, sometimes it's not just bad luck. Sometimes there are people actively working against you. Yes, so when you think that there are... No, let's not put that out. If you are paranoid that everybody's working against you, first of all, get help because it may not be true. And second of all, I mean, do check the evidence because maybe they are working against you. Actually, you know what I have learned? Keep trying. Yeah, perseverance pays off. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I I, I think what I've learned is look out for the... The queenie in your friendship circle. Someone maybe not be, uh, may they may may not do the things that queenie mm. did to you. Yeah. But you know those. If you don't know who it is, it might be you. The, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's right. That's very true. It, if you're looking around your lovely group of friends, going, ah, oh, they're all lovely. It may may perhaps be you. So just be be careful of those kind of snakes in the grass, snake in the grass friends, and yeah. oh. those that don't ha- always have your best interest at heart. Frenemies. Frenemies. Yes. So yeah, you, f- you went once you found all of this out. Did you cut her out of your life, or did it just was a gradual drift? Or when the ro- when the whole story came out, when when I could form a picture of the whole story, yeah. mm. uh, I had already moved away from Northern New South Wales. Right. I was already in a, a strong, committed relationship with Amy. Uh, Queenie was really no longer in my life. We are, at best, Facebook friends. Yeah. So I noticed that you've got another sheet of paper in front of you that says peripheral stories. What's yes. that about? Okay, so the peripheral stories. Uh, so we will the, the the top one here. You've already heard that's the the, the horrific first date between uh, Deanne and Virgil. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, Virgil, when he moved up to Brisbane, mm-hmm. obviously still interested in, re- in romantic relationships. Yeah, as one is as in one life. Is. Yeah. Uh, through our circle of friends in the Klingon Assault Group, was introduced to a woman we will refer to as the gay divorcee. The gay divorcee. Ooh, love it. Um, now, she moved up from Tasmania. She was a friend of friends in the group. She'd been with, she'd lived with them in like Sydney and all that sort of thing, so she, she was aware of them from the past. And she, she came into the group, was in the middle of a divorce, um, middle-aged lady, couple of kids, really liked Virgil. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so Virgil and the gay divorcee started a bit of a romantic relationship, which is lovely. Beautiful. Lovely. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, so the two stories that I'll tell about Virgil and the gay divorcee. Number one, we were on our way out as a household to do uh, one of these camps that we go on, the Klingon camps. And Virgil got a call from the gay divorcee and said, I'm free this weekend. What are you doing? Mm. So... Uh, Virgil cancelled on the the camping trip Mm. and said, I'm staying home. The gay divorcee is coming over. So while he was out preparing for the weekend, as you know, he would have. Buying many suits, many boxes of chocolates. (laughs) Lots of jewellery. Filling a room with flowers and jewellery. Yeah, Myself and the other housemates in that particular house went through three packets of post-it notes and posted around the house little post-it <laughs> notes that said, no shagging here, uh, no shagging here. Uh, 
Don't put... even think about it. Here. Yeah, no, yeah, no it. butts on this bench. Right. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I like it. I we like did it. put shagging okay in the shower <laughs> oh, and on his bed. See, that's lovely. That's Look, nice. at least you gave the shower. That's nice in a share mm. house. That's considerate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we, when we came home, we did actually have to come home early from the camp because it was pouring with rain and there was not a sign of a single post-it note. Oh, it all been torn down. <laughs> Even the ones we hid. Oh, oh, that's some thorough sleuthing. Yeah. And the second story that I'll tell about Virgil and the gay divorcee, uh, myself and another friend and Virgil went out to see the cinematic masterpiece, Guest House Paradiso, starring <laughs> the comedy geniuses Adrian Edmondson and Rick Mile. Yes. A spin-off from the Bottom TV series yes. uh, at the cinema. So we're, we're sitting there watching the movie, I think it was at Hawthorne, and we get to about three quarters of the way through the film and I look over and Virgil is gone. He's just not there. Just like not, you didn't notice that he got, nope, Didn't just say gone. a word, gone. Gone. Ghosted us. And so this was before we had mobile phones. So it was when the film first came out. So none of it, neither of us had mobile phones. So we, we go, oh, okay, well, maybe he's gone to the toilet or something or maybe he didn't like the film. So we'll see him out in the lobby. So we get out to the lobby, no sign. We look up and down the street, no sign. We hang about for about 45 minutes to an hour after the end of the film, no sign. So we eventually, because we'd all come in the same car, mm. we eventually just get in the car and drive home. So the next afternoon, probably about five or six o'clock, Virgil comes home and we go, what seriously, the? dude, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Were you abducted by aliens? Uh, do you secretly work for the CIA? And he said, no, I decided to get in a taxi and go and see the gay divorcee who earlier that day in an email had said it would be nice to hang out in oh, inverted commas tonight. Too much, dude. There you go. Wow, you just like it's it's just like a robot command where you're like doing a task and then all of a sudden you get a directive you're like drop everything, stand up straight, march outdoor. Yep, like <laughs> no right. way. Wow. I couldn't stop thinking though through that whole second story about the fact that all the post-its were missing and I'm thinking they, they weren't even in the bin. They probably just <laughs> they probably just had sex over them all and they were just covered yes. in post-its by the end of it. See, if it was me, <laughs> if I'd been Virgil, the rest of the house would have come home to three packets of post-it notes that all said shagged here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's perfect. Perfect. What a f- a fun or just a photo of them both covered in post-its that say <laughs> yeah, no shagging. That's right. yeah. Gold, yeah. gold. Yeah. Gosh, you've got some interesting stories. What a f- yeah, what a fun collection of stories you've brought now, for us. Uh, now, I did ghost someone early in my dating career. I should bring it up just to clear the air. Have you got time? It's kind Look, <laughs> we've got time. Okay. How, how did this happen? And Scott, why? Why would okay. you do this? Why? So it's kind of Ghost of Boyfriend's past confession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is confessions, yeah. Yes. What, okay. Why? So I was 16 years old. Oh, does that count? I was an idiot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Parcel, Weren't we all? It's all part of the deal. No, I, I just, I didn't know how to deal with romance in my life at that point and feelings and all that sort of thing. So it didn't help that we moved states in the in the interim. Right. So I moved schools, moved states, and we just didn't continue talking. And I still feel bad about it. And I'm going to use a real name. 
So, Paula, if you're out there, I am <laughs> so sorry. I am so sorry. 16-year-old Scott was a fucking moron. Oh. Well, if the, yes, hopefully the stars align and Paula, you're Paula's listening. listening. And she, you and she knows that she got ghosted when she was 16 and yeah. state moving happened and long distance just didn't work as well, a teenager. And no emails, no mobile phones, no social media. Like this well, was see, back in the day, it was very easy to ghost right. someone. So I kind of feel like it's less of an affront than today ghosting where you mm. can get in touch with people in so many yeah. different ways. Yeah. Absolutely. But Paula, if you are listening, yes. please write in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> We'd love so to sorry. hear if you heard this. So sorry. All right. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming back with some excellent stories for us to think about. Yes, good Tom, fun. Tom, any last thoughts about, especially about the too much, too soon Virgil stories? Uh, just very amusing. Uh, just <laughs> no, no comment or just input. Just very guys, amusing. Guys, if you're going on dates and and you know you, you're into somebody, you don't need to jump every single time they say jump. You can, you can you know if they say let's jump later tonight, you can actually wait till later tonight yeah, and then right. then do the jumping. <laughs> like, right. don't don't lose yourself when you're going into a relationship with somebody else. I think that's the biggest part. Yeah, You've got to be right. who you are. And if who you are is Virgil and it's over the top, then one day you will find your over-the-top person who similarly wants to go over the top with you, yeah, maybe. Or else you'll be single forever like me. <laughs> we, asked, um, we asked Paula to write in, but if any of our listeners have a story that needs to be heard and shared with the world, be yes. it short or, or long, we can have a long-form main episode with you or we can read it out or condense it, short form, in our mini, mini episodes. We'd love to hear from you at ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, join us for little group chats on Facebook, on our little Facebook group there, uh, Ghosts of Boyfriends Past Group Therapy. Yes, and if you want to post a question that you don't want to send in to us but you still want advice on, that's what that group is really yes. good at yes. doing. So, guys... We'd love to hear from you. Please write in. And in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, in the meantime, if you're going on first dates, just like dial it back a notch, hey? Dial it back a notch or two. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.